John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know. Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio. John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo. While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio, it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars from Venus, that's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. I feel like uh, we have a guest today, John. It's good to see you, John. Yeah, likewise. It's been a been a week or two. It's been I've been I've been away at summer camp. Um, yeah. So John and I feel like we haven't talked in forever, and we literally have a guest on that neither of us have talked to except me through a, little, a few texts and emails. But Krager is on with us, and Krager is a. I'm gonna go ahead and just call you a a master of all things. Quidditch related. That's who. That's who we got. Craiger, instead of me talking a whole bunch, I'll I'll just say hello to you and and tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get involved with Quidditch? What what is your knowledge base on that? Hello. Yes, my name is Craiger. Uh, I'm originally from Oceanside, which is a North San Diego County. Oh. The way I got into Quidditch actually was back in high school. Uh, me and some of my friends were going to UCLA um, our senior year. We'd already accepted uh, and found out there's a Quidditch team there. And talked about like, oh, we were like giving each other positions ahead of time, not actually knowing anything about the sport itself, just based off Harry Potter. And then it came around where we actually went to school there and two of them like tried it maybe once. Um, My good friend Lauren was in it from the beginning, like really into it. And I was like iffy for a while, just like going to practice every now and then the first year and then the second year I was in. So let's see, that was 2014 was my first competitive year playing Quidditch. So now almost like eight years uh, I've been playing. Played for club teams, college teams, and now I actually coach UCLA. Amazing. And you're probably dropping some knowledge that that some of our (laughs) listeners maybe didn't even know that there are even club and college teams for Quidditch. And um, and, and yeah, so you're currently the coach of UCLA's, I mean, is it technically a club team or is it a... Yeah, so the they're a college team, so I coach UCLA Quidditch, and then I play for uh, a club team in LA called uh, the Lost Boys Quidditch Club. Wow. And so do you play, does the Lost Boys Quidditch Club play against like other regional teams? Is it all Southern California based? Like what is the competition? Who do you play? Yeah. So we play, uh, there's a governing body called uh, USQ. Uh, that runs regionals and nationals across the country. So we play generally throughout the year, people in our region, sometimes out of region teams, depending on if we travel for tournaments or they travel here. Uh, And then we go to a regionals, that's mainly just teams in our region, and then compete at nationals, which is uh, qualifying teams from across the country. Do you have uh, do you have T-shirts for sale? Merchandise for the Lost Boys Quidditch <laughs> Club? I, oh, I, I would rep them proudly. <laughs> my yeah, my roommate uh, Lindsay, who's uh, the captain and marketing genius for Lost Boys, has plenty of merch. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I would love. Look, yes, a I would love to see you play, but b I would wear it even if I didn't, and I would just be a poser and be like, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Anything we could do to get the word out, I would love it. <laughs> I, the, the funny thing is that, you know, we're recording this on July 31st. I, I honestly, like I've seen the Harry Potter movies. I read enough of one book to know who it was that died when the book first came out. So I could spoil it for people if I wanted to, because <laughs> I'm that person. But um, today is supposedly Harry Potter's birthday. So of all days oh. for us to record Quidditch. <laughs> yes, we, pl- we drew it up that way, John. Let's not pretend like it's a coincidence. We planned yeah. this from day one. <laughs> Definitely, 100%. Full disclosure, 
I don't think I've read a full Harry Potter book. Now I have seen, I have seen several of the movies. I one time was at a park and there was a Quidditch group playing and I was so enthralled by it. And I, cause I, you know, I love sports. I, I'm somewhat, I'm a little old now, but I was pretty athletic back in my day. And, and so, so A, I don't know who has the advantage on this between John and I, cause it sounds like both of us are a little bit out of the know. Do, do you agree with that, John? Probably. <laughs> and B, just sort of as a question to you, what sort what drew you to Quidditch? Was it more the athleticism? Was it more are you are you a big Harry Potter fan? Is it safe to assume that? How does that all line up? So initially the draw was like Harry Potter. I was a huge fan growing up, but I also uh, played football growing up. Oh, and cool. when I got into Quidditch and started playing it, I was like, oh, I was in it for the physicality and like the actual sport of it all. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of people that play. Some of them are huge Harry Potter fans. One of my other roommates who plays with us has never seen an entire movie or read the books, but has wow. been playing for years. The founder yeah. of UCLA Quidditch has actually didn't read all the books and watch all the movies. He just knew a friend that started it back on the East Coast and was like, oh, this looks fun. <laughs> I want to bring it to UCLA. So like there's a lot of like intersecting things, but like you don't need to know Quidditch or like be into the like the Harry Potter aspect of it to be into it. And like the sport itself is nothing like the ones in the books, right? It's a magical sport originally with like all these things happening. So obviously they can't be close to it. So you're, you're saying we can't actually fly. Is that what you're saying? That's not part of the yeah. sport is what you're saying. Not yeah, on brooms. Unfortunately, no. Not on brooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some sick dunks though, where people are l jumping in the air. So, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. We're going to have to get a highlight reel going. That's fantastic. Tidy up. Before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go. Fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. Tidy up. Gregor, I don't know if you're a music fan. I feel like I feel like sometimes that's just a well, everyone's a music fan, so like what <laughs> I don't even want to ask that question. But part of why I ask is because when we do this tidy up section, we basically are tidying up mistakes that we maybe made in the previous episode, which our previous episode was on one hit wonders, and we were perfect. We didn't get anything wrong, so we have nothing actually to tidy up. But I just wonder, like for you, for where you're coming from, when you hear the word one hit wonders, what what comes to mind? What song, what artist? Oh, one hit wonders. Uh, I ran. I ran so far away, but I think it was like Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls, yes. Um, <laughs> and then I think like part of me feels like Shaggy, it wasn't me, but I know he yeah. did kind of have more songs. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be at a music festival I'm going to actually, where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Shaggy's still performing? Uh, he's had a, what's the word? A reprisal, a, a, a comeback. He, he did yeah. that, um, little mermaid. He was, he was, uh, oh, he, yeah, was the, he was the Sebastian, lobster, Sebastian. He? Yep. Oh, uh -huh. wow. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and it's funny because, you know, we don't need to get into the whole thing right now, but there is a difference between sort of a, a literal definition of a one hit wonder, which Shaggy may not fit that. But a cultural definition, I definitely consider Shaggy a one-hit wonder. It's like he mm -hmm. sort of came up, had that big hit, and and everyone still knows it today. So yeah, yeah, great, great choice. Um, the one thing we will we will tidy up. Sometimes we do business-related things. John, do you want to do you want to lead us into this, and I'll kind of uh, follow up. Yeah. So you know, I, I know at least one person has noticed, uh, but others may have noticed that our uh, social media presence has dwindled a little bit, and that's yep. mainly just because of life. Yep. Life is busy, so. 
Kevin and I have been talking, and if there happens to be someone that wants to volunteer <laughs> uh, to be our social media guru, we will provide stuff to you, and you post it. I, it's about as simple as that, I think. We uh, will give you all of our passwords. We'll give you our ATM pins. <laughs> we'll give you our social security numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, e- echoing what John said. You know, John's got a newborn at home. He's got a house that he's... He, congratulations, John, on a, on a refurbished kitchen, I believe. I don't know if it's that's not, the right It's word. not completely done, but we're getting yeah. closer. John's busy. I have, I have personal reasons that I'm not on social media. I, I sometimes peek on there, but I'm not, I'm not on there very often. So a helping hand would be awesome. I don't know if we can like legally call it an internship, but we take it as a, maybe if somebody wants to, uh, you know, flex their skills of social media, you know how to reach us on the various social medias and, and on our email, uh, lack of genius at gmail.com is probably our email. I don't know. It's time to take a quiz or two. Lack of Genius Podcast doing this for you. You may fail, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Don't really want this quiz to be tough. I just want to pass one because I failed enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie, baby. It's quiz time. Were you an NSYNC fan or a Backstreet Boys guy, Krager? Well, my sister was a huge NSYNC fan growing up, so I feel like just by proxy, I was by proxy. Well. <laughs> That's kind of funny, because I think I have that same answer for Backstreet Boys. My sister was a Backstreet Boys gal, and so, uh, yeah, so I just kind of have a... And there was a guy named Kevin in that group, so I'm like, all right, I'm, you know, that's my name, so... <laughs> Makes sense. Out. But w- until our boy band episode happens, uh, we can pause that, and we will uh, we'll move into Quidditch, where our expert UCLA coach... For the Quidditch Club team, Krager, and team member of the Lost Boys, what is it again? Lost Boys Quidditch Club? Lost Boys Quidditch Club, yep. All right, uh, is here to quiz us a five-question quiz about Quidditch. So I'll let you kind of take the reins, Krager, and we'll just follow your lead. Sounds good. So I felt like it just makes sense for this to be the first question. The sport is actually not going by Quidditch anymore as of, I think, a week ago, a few days ago, not even a week yet. <laughs> this so, is fresh. This is hot off the presses. Yep. The sport wow. formerly known as Quidditch has now rebranded. What is it known is as? Is it just a symbol? <laughs> <laughs> is it the prince symbol? Be, it's the prince symbol, isn't it? <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> All right. What are our choices here? All right. We got A, quid ball, B, quid strike, C, quad ball, and D, quarter. Oh my gosh, I have no clue. That's amazing. I, I also, I, I assume there will be follow-up to this, so I'll hold off on a question, but um, let me hear those choices again. It's qu- uh, Can you just read them off again for us? Yeah, so quid ball, quid strike, quad ball, and quarter. I'm, I'm thinking A, quid ball. I know, quid ball sounds so, okay. Quid ball sounds like a solid choice, right? Like if, yeah. if it was called that, I'd be okay with that. But it also sounds like a good choice to make up if you needed to make up a choice. So I don't, I don't know. Quid strike, quid strike. That is solid too. That's got a certain badassness to it uh, for lack of better words. Are you going to choose quid, quid ball, John? Yep, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to go with quid strike because I kind of want it to be quid strike. So there we go. How, how do we do? All right, unfortunately, both of y'all are wrong. Although those were... (laughs) It's quad ball. Quad ball. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, now I need to hear about all this. That reminds me of Foursquare. It does kind of (laughs) remind me of Foursquare. Yeah, it does. So what... 
Yeah. So what was the thought process behind this? Why did this come up? Is it controversial? Is it accepted? Yeah, there are a couple primary reasons why the name change happened. Uh, One of them was that like, we kind of want to distance ourselves from JK Rowling. Seems like she just kind of has like some, some not really the best views. uh, And just like that, like not even the original three cast members agree with. But another huge part of it was that Quidditch is trademarked. Like it's owned by Warner Brothers, by I guess like and by proxy JK Rowling. And we're like, we can't make money off of this. Like if we want to try to grow, if we want to try and like get sponsorships, get on TV, we we can't because there's just a worry of being sued. Mm -hmm. So uh, Quidball and Quidstrike were official options when they sent out the fan survey of like which do you think like community <laughs> survey of like which do you think is best i personally was on the quid ball train but it ended up going with quad ball i think for multiple reasons one it's a little more different from the original quidditch so like legally it's safer um, yep. but also it refers to the four positions chaser beater keeper seeker names that may also change in the coming up soon and the four balls that are uh, used at the same time on pitch there's three bludgers and one coffle so it at least ties into the sport and are and all are all of those terms you mentioned are they all part of the book right now and that's why they they might all be changed too yeah especially things like snitch and a bludger i think and quaffle might be the more difficult ones but since that's happened uh there's going to be a quad ball now on espn the ocho yes in august (laughs) which is the the best network to be to be spawned (laughs) from a movie just as a joke I, i can't believe they actually did that that is so fantastic yeah and also recently uh, was on CBS in Boston. One of a local match out there uh, was all awesome. So literally within a week, couple weeks, we were able to be like, okay, we can be on air. Like we can be on TV and like spread the word. Other sports on there are going to be like uh, pickleballs on there, corgi racing. There's a lot of fun like corgi racing. Ones. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, corgi <laughs> racing's up. Please there. tell me in corgi <laughs> racing they put a little like fake cowboy or something on their back and let them run. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, not 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 cowboys. You got you got little dolls of the queen. There you go. Yes, thank you, John. This is why we need you in the room at all times. <laughs> That's great. Also, just I, remember, Kevin. Yes, snitches get stitches. Yes, this is this is true. <laughs> it's a, the the snitch is a pretty rough position. Actually, they're usually a big wrestler type, like a lot of physicality. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So if someone were to get stitches, it would indeed be the snitch. Yes. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Well, we both missed that question. And of course, if you have more, go ahead. But if you're ready for number two, we're, we're ready for you. All right. Number two. How many different teams participated in the most recent World Cup in 2018? 16, 23, 29, or 35? Wow. So, so a quick question here. Does this go like... NFL playoffs or is this more like actual World Cup playoffs where you have round robins that then feed into a playoff? Uh, it's round or so the World Cup is it's open ended. So any national team that can field the team and qualifies can go to World Cup to participate. And then okay. when they're there, um, it is it does do like a round robin to bracket type situation. Okay. Gotcha. And when did this happen? This this just happened? The most recent one, it was 2018. It's been kind of pushed back a bit because of COVID. COVID, got it, got it. Um, 16, 23, 29, or 35, correct? Yeah. Oh, boy. John, what do you think? I'm going to go with 23. 
I'm going to choose the big one. I'm going to choose the 35. John, you're sticking with 23, right? Yep. All right. Did any either of us get it? Nah, unfortunately not. <laughs> we are proving our lack of genius, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Y'all went on just on the outsides of what it actually yep. was. It's 29. 29. Amazing. 29 yep. different countries, correct? 29 different countries. Well, country depending on who you ask. Like Hong Kong. There was a team Hong Kong. Um, there also was a team Taiwan, which again, I, I think mm -hmm. is a country, but other people might not. And there's also, I think a team Catalonia, which is like a specific region in Spain. Cause there was a team Spain oh. and a team Catalonia specifically, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've yet to go to a world cup. Uh, hopefully I think the next one is slated to be in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, cool. I think pushed back to next year if I'm correct. So like even... If I don't end up playing, I would love to just go there and watch. It could be some really high level Quidditch. Quad ball, I guess it would be there. Quad ball, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna take it's gonna take some getting used to. It's funny because I was thinking about um I play Ultimate Frisbee and we've done we've done episodes on Ultimate Frisbee and, and even ultimate. me call yes, even me calling it Ultimate Frisbee right now is incorrect. It's a it's a disc, you know, and um yeah. I support the American Ultimate Disc League. It's not Frisbee League. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, I'm not I'm not anything special. I just play pickup games and things, but how many times people call it the ball, you know, oh go get the ball, <laughs> the ball, throw the ball in. Um and so I can only imagine with quid ball. How with the changes of names, it's going to take quad years ball. to <laughs> quad ball. Yes, yeah. what did I say? Quid ball. <laughs> Whatever. There's going to be frisbees on the field for quid ball and quid strike and quad ball. It's whatever. This all. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um, going to take a lot. <laughs> all right. Well, we are off to an 0 for two start. Are you ready to give us number three and see how bad we can do? Yeah. Well, let's let's see. <laughs> all right. So while we're on the topic of World Cup, who is the only other country besides the U.S. to have won a World Cup? We have wow. Australia, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Vietnam. Those are great choices. Who else besides? So the U.S. has has, has won quite a few. It sounds like, and so yeah. <laughs> who else has won? Australia, U.K., Canada, or Vietnam? <laughs> Those are uh, they run the gamut there. Uh, Vietnam stands out to me as very different as very as a very um, out of the blue choice, which almost makes me want to pick it. But I will say Canada came to mind, and when you said Australia, I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds this sounds like an Australian thing, doesn't it? So I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. What are you thinking, John? I mean, he, the fact that he says, you know, the snitches are more your your wrestling type. I'm gonna go with Australia. They've got good rugby players, so I could see that kind of switching over. That's true. That's true. That and that reminds me that I want to. That I'm curious what kind of athlete would venture into quad ball. We can get into that. So you're going to choose Australia. I think just because I I made mention of it, I'm going to choose Vietnam and just see if my gut was right. All right. So what what do we got? The correct answer is Australia. Oh, John <laughs> taking the lead, and I'm falling behind quickly. So U.S. is sounds like a powerhouse in this sport, or, or is it just yeah. just purely based off of participation, or, or or are they that good? It's really like the big part of it is that it was started. The sport was started in the U.S. Uh, gotcha. Like we have dozens of teams in the U.S. alone, uh, whereas like a lot of countries like have just haven't had the same amount of development and time with the sport. So like we just have the biggest population to pull from of players. Of people who like yep. actively play the game and so the snitches are actually not players they're like you know how the snitch the golden snitches you cash it 
So the snitch yeah. in quad ball is somebody with like a weighted flag attached to their back, like similar to like a flag football. And the seekers okay. have to try to catch that. Got it. And so that's why these snitches are usually big physical people pushing people around. But like John said, uh, Australia has some big players. Um, and yeah. that's really useful for uh, chasers who try to score. It's like rugby. There is tackling involved. It is a full contact sport. So part of it is if you can have those big bodies, can have people that are more physical, it uh, does help your game. So does it kind of run the gamut then? Because I also think about like, are you going to have kind of maybe more, I don't know if slender is the right word, but faster sort of slender people for different positions and then kind of bigger, bigger people for Kevin just wants to know what position he can play. (laughs) I am curious. Yeah. I I would like to know. I don't, I don't, I'm far from slender anymore, but yeah. Like, does it run the gamut? Do you get all, all body shapes and sizes come into play? Definitely. I would say there's people from lots of different sports backgrounds and body types. We have people that come into quad ball with no experience in team sports. We have people that have played soccer, people that have played football, people that have just like ran track. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's really, there's a spot for anyone in their play style. Like, sure, it helps to have like big physical people, but also helps to have really fast and agile people. And it's like your team will figure out what their strengths are and how to work with it especially once you throw beating into the game, which is the beaters are positions that use dodgeballs to knock people out. <gasps> so like you have like dodgeball players would be great with that. People like I've seen people that used to play baseball that just have really good arms for just an accuracy. So there really is uh, <laughs> space for everybody. My, my mind is going crazy right now because I'm like, A, I want to play, but I'm not that, because I played dodgeball. It's for, man, John, we've done all the sport. We, you just mentioned all the sports that we've done episodes on. We did an episode on ultimate. <laughs> we did an episode on rugby. We did an episode on dodgeball. So, so we're, we're in the right wheelhouse I mean, here. And, and we've kind of done an episode on baseball. Yeah, you're right. We have on our My Favorite Team, and we did one from Wrigley Field. And um, yes, so we're in the right wheelhouse for sure. Um <laughs> Where could, if someone's listening to this right now, like, what is the best way to get involved right now? Is it just just Google the word quad ball slash Quidditch and, and local and see what comes up? Yeah, so th- I think the easiest thing to truly uh, would be checking the U.S. quad ball website or just searching Quidditch slash quad ball on, like, Instagram or Facebook to see what pops up near you. Um, there are sure. teams across the country, uh, like, in LA, there's Lost Boys. There's a few teams in the Bay Area. Some teams in mm. like Texas is a powerhouse. Um, wow. Unsurprisingly, I think if I was talking about physicality, um, yeah. Texas has yeah. pumped out some really good teams. Uh, the East Coast, since that's where it started, there's a lot of teams uh-huh. on the East Coast, and because they're such close together states, so much easier for them to like travel and to like get to tournaments uh, as opposed to like the West. Like we have to travel there is um an a, a team called anteaters forever based off of uci uh the anteaters oh, cool. so this anteaters, is a club yep. team that has like a lot of graduates but there's like two yep. teams in socal uh whereas there's like three team three four five who knows how many in the boston area on the east coast like, well, well very nice we we got we're three questions in john's got a one point lead on me have going one for three and uh and we'll see what happens on number four Alrighty, so this is a true-false question. Quad ball players are differentiated by their assigned sex at birth in the rule book. True or false? Ooh. Okay, say that one more time just to make sure I understand. Quad ball players are differentiated by their assigned sex at birth in the rule book. True or false? 
I would have to assume that's probably false. Because if they, I feel like if they were only differentiated, because I guess sort of you could rephrase that question as, are, are players only differentiated as male or female? And I would guess that that's probably not the case. And that maybe in fact, those two genders are maybe not even mentioned at all. Like maybe they're, maybe gender is just something that doesn't even exist in the rule book. I don't know. It could be any number of things, but that that's why just those possibilities lead me towards thinking that might be false. What do you think, John? I'm going to choose false. Yeah. I, I, yeah. False. All right. How do we do? Correct. <laughs> Yay. That is very cool. Tell us about this. I'd love to learn more. Yeah, so as you, as John mentioned, looking through, it is a co-ed sport. Players of all genders are welcome to play. Uh, and the only way that uh, your gender is differentiated by is how you identify. Um, so it's like, I play, I'm non-binary. So that is like what my gender is when I play. And the reason why that does matter is that in the rule book, there is um, a max for gender. So it's a four-player oh. max. So you can only have four players on the field at a time of the same gender. Um, so wow. you can't just like run a team of all women. You can't run a team of all men. You have to have some of that inclusive, like you have to work with your team to have that balance to use different people. Can you run a team of all non-binary? Yeah, the, I, I had that same question. Technically, does that come up? It hasn't come up. I have had um, somebody bring up that they did have a T, a line once, uh, a line of six people of all different genders, because while some people were non-binary, they were a specific, like, you know, their non-binary is a very umbrella term. So like there are some people that are gender fluid, some people that are agender. Um, but theoretically, yeah. if you found like four agender people specifically, you can't have a fifth. Like if that is how they specifically identify, theoretically, I suppose you could get six non-binary umbrella term people but uh yes i mean i would love to see a team find enough of that representation to even attempt to do that um, be a good problem but, to run into be a good yeah problem to exactly run into. um but so far has not been something uh, i've seen yeah well round of applause for the for the sport of quad ball just because i i love that yeah. this is something that is because because you know we all know there especially if we go to the highest level and you go to the Olympics I know this there's a lot of controversy around gender and and it's uh, it's nice to see that a sport in its early development is already kind of having these guidelines and and being inclusive mm -hmm. and uh, and I love that I love to hear that that's I'm so glad you shared that question yeah, yeah it's uh, I think like like I said before the inclusivity is like a huge draw that like you know that you're going to be working with people of at least usually a similar mindset of that inclusivity and really the uh, sportsmanship of it. So, yeah, sometimes I, and I, I, I know I keep bringing up ultimate, but that's, that's been one of my draws to it is that there's sort of a general vibe of good sportsmanship, good, good attitudes, kind of playing fair, yeah. playing with integrity. And it's, you know, it's, it's probably a different level. I'm sure all sports are a different level, but that is I love the athleticism of any sport, but mm. when that attitude, when when good positive attitudes and inclusivity and whatnot all exist, that that's even a bigger draw. So yeah, I'm I'm checking out some Lost Boys merchandise. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, very nice. Did you have anything else on that for us before we move on to number five? No, I think I'm ready for the last one. So John's got two for four. I'm one for four. So the best I can do is tie. And if John, you get this right, you seal your win. So let's see yep. what happens. All right. So. Which West region team went the furthest at nationals in Salt Lake City this past year? Okay. We have 
UCLA, the Lost Boys Quidditch Club, Cal Quidditch, and Salt Lake Quidditch Club. Wow. So a, a question here, Gregor. Yeah. Does UCLA ever play against Lost Boys? So in previous uh, USQ Nationals, there were no college club division splits, but that has been a split now that's happened um, at Nationals. Uh, there is now a club division and a college division. So theoretically, some of these teams could have tied to be for this uh, since there's some college, some club, or maybe gotcha. not. Well, I, I yeah. guess my, my question more of was, what would have happened if those two teams played f- for you? Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> this has happened, actually. Okay. Um, so <laughs> in, re- in the regular season, teams can still play each other or like can play college, play club, club, play college. And there was a tournament back in de- December, I think it was, uh, where UCLA sent a team, an unofficial team, uh, to a tournament where there was only other clubs playing. Uh, so they were the only college team there. Uh, and, but because they were unofficial, I was able to play for them and Lost Boys. So the tournament director is like, okay, with me playing for both, especially since UCLA had a lot of new people and were new. And there was a time where uh, it was UCLA versus Lost Boys. Um, no way. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm going to play for UCLA because I never get to play against my team. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. And they yep. needed the and they needed the help. Like we got this they were team newer. full of like five, six, seven year vets versus some people who was their first season playing. Like I'm, I'm going to sure. side with UCLA in that scenario. <laughs> so did did Lost Boys end up winning that match? Oh yes, yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> <laughs> but how cool to play against, and you probably know the you know you know kind of the techniques that your players use, and you can kind of anticipate it. But uh, yeah, that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's fantasy in this summer. Um, there's a lot of like fantasy tournaments that happen where like everybody just signs up as individuals and then like four GMs will like draft a team. Cool. Uh, and I, one of my like beater partners, cause there's two beaters per team, uh, on the field at one time and like playing against him is so annoying because I'm like, he knows what I do. And like, there's yeah, one time you can't he, do anything. He, yeah. He faked me out to make me jump cause he knows that's like a move I have. But then once I'm in the air, he's like, oh, well, you can't do anything here. And then hit me while I was in the air. And I was like, <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> You're like inside my brain. Get out of there. That's great. So, so would you say that he's a master at being the beater? Oh, John. Yeah, I think Did we have I to would go there? say that he is a master beater. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying no to that one. <laughs> nah, you had to go there. That's probably not the first time you've heard a joke similar to that, is it, Krager? Nah. <laughs> You know what? I I did hit I did hit all of those uh, all of those brothers, but at the same time, I also feel like it, that's a. <laughs> I also want to give you a round of applause. <laughs> I both hate it and love it all at the same time. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, we got a question to answer. So again, this is the last right. time. How, how was the question worded again? Uh, which West Region team went the furthest at nationals uh, in Salt Lake City this past season? So it was literally this got past it. April. This past April, and it was UCLA Lost Boys Quidditch Club. Cal Quidditch or Salt Lake Quidditch Club. I yeah. I, I would guess that, Craig, you're probably humble enough that, that even if it's not UCLA or Lost Boys, you'd probably still include this question. But I'm going to opt on the side that you included this to get a shout out to one of your teams in. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to choose the Lost Boys Quidditch Club. Um, same. Just just going on that. You're going to choose the same thing. Yep. All right. So that means you win. But let's see if Lost Boys Quidditch Club also wins. 
All right, so it was a slight trick question in that two of these teams tied to go the furthest, and it's the Lost Boys Quidditch Club went to Elite Eight in club, and Cal Quidditch went got to the Elite Eight in college. Wow! So so we both did get it right, yeah, and it was, it was so we could we had a we had a fifty fifty shot is what you're saying at that question. Yeah. We, we came through <laughs> successful. How exciting was that for you? Truly, like a lot of that's the highest level competition of Quidditch I feel like I personally played, and in that elite eight game, it was just so much fun. We ended up losing. We didn't make it to the final four, but it was one of the uh, most fun games to just be playing at that high level against these other great teams, especially because. The East is just generally more well-known than the West in Quidditch. So there's like all these yeah. names on that team that I've heard of before. Be like, oh, these are such great beaters, such great players. And to be able to play them, be like, oh, I can keep up with them. They're just <laughs> players. Um, yeah. It was just yeah. a lot of fun. I'm hoping to make it even further next year. <laughs> Well, well, congratulations on all the success of your yeah. various teams. And, and how long have you been the coach of uh, UCLA club? The UCLA uh, last season was my first time ever coaching a team ever. Uh, so all right. it was a lot of fun, really rewarding uh, in a way that I'd like not experienced before. And UCLA actually got to sweet 16. Uh, so all still right. did pretty well. And I'm also excited to like come back to UCLA after learning like what's what went wrong and like what I could have improved on uh, this past year. You've kind of already answered this question, but what is the best way that somebody can support quad ball? Is it do you get crowds that come out to your game? Can people go out and support if they just want to watch? What what can what can a listener do right now if they want to support the sport? Yeah, I think the best thing would be looking up uh, a local team on either major league uh, Quidditch to become Major League Quad Ball or U.S. Quad Ball, uh, and then follow their social media because uh, that's the that's where you'll find when they post about events and like where they're going to be uh, once the season gets going. Uh, for USQ, uh, U.S. Quad Ball will have events listed on there. Anytime a tournament is hosted, they have to post it there, and it has to be two weeks in advance of the event. Uh, so just really going on there, um, supporting social media and then going out to games when they do happen, watching when you can, and even like just watching YouTube videos of it, of past yeah. games or like highlights, uh, and like sharing that with people and be like, Whoa, like, look how cool this looks like, see how yeah. like athletic, <laughs> how this is like actually a sport that like requires like a lot of skill and like talent. Mm -hmm. And so. Yeah, I would say that that's it. <laughs> well, I can't promise this is the, the, the we're, we're about to wrap up and I can't promise that this will be the last time that I bring up Ultimate again, but that's much the same with Ultimate as, as someone who played that. When I would try to get people to come out, they were like, and, eh, but if I showed them a highlight video and they'd be like, oh my gosh, this is legit. That was a selling point. And I'm sure, I'm sure the same is true of, uh, of these various, I'm, I'm going to go and uh, look up some highlights right after we finish <laughs> this. So that's a fantastic idea. And I have to say the word community keeps coming to mind for me. It sounds like this, this Quidditch slash quad ball community is very much a thing. It sounds like you probably all support each other. I would, my guess would be that there's, you know, you get along well with your competitors. Maybe I'm assuming, but I would guess that that's a thing because there's sort of a, uh, that tight knit community. So, um, you know, A, is that true? And B, keep doing it if that's what, if, that, if that's the case, because it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I think like with any competitive things, like, you know, you get competitive and sometimes things happen on the field. Like it is a physical sport. People get cards, but I think overall it is an inclusive community. I have friends literally all across the country in Canada uh, because of quad ball and people that are like, Oh, like, you know, when you're in town, like can house you for tournaments and like other people housing people when they come in for tournaments, because like you're already traveling there. Like if you can help with housing too, perfect. Um, So I do think like a huge part of it is the community and like really trying to help the sport grow. Cause at the end of the day, we all love playing this sport that like is just not well known. And like, it's like, takes a lot to like really grow. It takes the help of everybody. Like, even if the only way you're helping it grow is by just playing or watching, like that's immensely Mm -hmm. helpful. Well, I, I'm about to pat our own back. I'm glad we're doing our part and spreading the word, but no, we, uh, we, I'm glad that we could have you on and that you did such a great yeah. job of, of spreading the word. We can't wait to start making money as a podcast so that we can slap a lack of genius podcast, uh, sponsorship logo on your, on your uniforms. <laughs> so with that's that. <laughs> fingers crossed, fingers crossed that we get there to get there for you. But, um, all the, all the success in the world to you, Craig, on, uh, on your teams and on your continued voyage. And, and thanks for taking the time to, to yeah. chat with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a fun time. Go go Lost Boys, go UCLA. We'll be rooting for you. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast. In your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars from Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. So would you say that he's a master at being the beater? <laughs>